Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. The Spirit and just pray a bit as we get into the Word. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. Oh, we thank you for such a wonderful day to be alive. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. We, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the honor. We thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do through this broadcast. We thank you for what you're going to do through the word. We thank you for people's faith that you're going to stir by the word of the Spirit. Father, we honor you. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, In the last few weeks, um, the Lord has been dealing with me specifically about going back to the basics of faith. Going back to the basics of faith. And um, I remember a quote that I read one time in one of the books that I read. It says, whoever you consider a professional, I'm paraphrasing now, whoever you consider a professional is just someone who has become a master of the basics. It's someone who has become a master of the basics. Many times in our development or many times in our work with God, I think sometimes we get so matured to the point where we actually begin to forget the very basics that got us to where we are. And so once in a while, the Lord calls us, brings us back, all right, brings us back to that point where we have to go back to the basics. We have to go back to what the Word says. We have to believe the Word, praise God, in spite of what we are seeing. Glory to the name of the Father. We have to believe the word in spite of what we are seeing. And that's what I want you to get in this broadcast. I'd like us to go to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. Praise God. Genesis 26. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Genesis chapter 26. And we're going to read the story of Isaac. And from the story of Isaac, we will find some principles that we would apply where this is concerned. Alright, so let's go to Genesis 26, verse 1. It says, Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerah, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I'll tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and to your descendants I'll give all these lands, and I'll establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. Then he says, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven. And will give your descendants all this land. Now, verse 5 says, and gives a reason for that. It says, because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge. Praise God. 
and my commands and my status and my laws. I want you to observe that. Then he goes on to say, so Isaac lived in Gerah. And when the men of that place asked about his wife and all of that transpired, but go to verse 12, he says, now Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Now, I want you to observe this. Verse 13 says, And the man became rich. Now, when he uses the word became rich, it simply means that he wasn't. He didn't start out that way. He became it. That's not how he got into the land. So we know that he didn't get into the land rich. He didn't get into the land prosperous. Because there was famine. Okay? Now, it says, uh, He became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy. For he had possessions of flocks, heads, and a great household, so that the Philistines envied him. Now, we're going to come to verse 12 and 13, but I want you to observe something. That the blessing of the Lord on his life was described in the things he had materially. Now, it's very important because I've taught this severally. Or on, or if we want to understand the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham primarily is salvation, which is what the gospel that God preached to Abraham. All right? Which is the gospel that God preached to Abraham. But right here, the blessing was described as what Abraham had. Praise God. The blessing was described as, sorry, as what Isaac had. But something prompted this. Something brought us to this stage of his life. What was that? The fact that in the midst of famine, he thrived. Okay. Now, let's get back. Let's get back now to verse 1. Okay. Now... There was a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerah to the Abimelech to the king of the Philistines. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine. So what you pick up from this verse of scripture is the fact that the famine was, was cyclical. All right? it, it went in circles. It wasn't just happening in the days of Isaac. Neither was it happening, uh, okay, maybe this is a strange famine. We've not seen something like this on the earth before. No, a thousand times no. The father experienced this. The father experienced that same famine. And that is something believers need to get used to. You know, the scripture tells us that in the world we will have tribulations. You know, many times people think the Christian faith is a smooth ride. You know, uh, what's happening in this world, things are bad. The world is under the fallen state, is in a fallen state. Praise God. It's in a fallen state. So, realize this first of all, that difficult times are not just existing now. They've been there before. They've been there before. Alright, so there was this famine that was taking place where Isaac was. And then... The scripture tells us, besides the previous famine, besides the previous famine, praise God. If you're watching, on, watching us on Facebook, I'll encourage you to just share the broadcast on your timeline. Just help us do that very quickly. Alright? Now, the famine that he was experiencing was besides what his father experienced. So you realize that some of the things you're experiencing, uh, your, your, your parents would have experienced them. Okay, there were times people complained about your nation. There were times people complained about how tough things were in the world. So it's not new. It's not new. But how you engage God and your fellowship with God in the time of famine is what will make all the difference. 
It's what will make all the difference. The, the famine will be common to all, but there are a group of people, praise the name of the Lord Jesus. There are a group of people that will thrive in the midst of famine. Glory to God. And, and you have to make up your mind to walk with God where that is concerned. You see, the devil doesn't play kind. The devil doesn't play, you know, he's not playing games. If, if, if the devil have, has his way, he'll kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he will do. He's not a friend. He's out there to make many people doubt God, to put people in a hopeless situation, to make people feel there's no hope anymore, to get people depressed and down. And if you buy into the lies of the devil, you'd open a door for him to get into your home, get into your finance, get into your ministry, praise God. Now, verse 2, it says, The Lord appeared to him and says, Do not go down to Egypt. It, it looked like Egypt was where things were happening. You see, when, uh, when famine comes, right, the first thought that anyone has is, Where is bread? Right? Where do I go to? Where is water? <laughs> where is God? Okay, that's where everybody, where, where, where is happening? Where is the green pasture? Because here is dry. So your first thought is to escape. That's the first thought. That's what his father did. So when there is famine, there is the tendency to copy what others are doing. Oh, what's making money now? What business is making money now? Oh, where is the money? Where are things happening? Which city are things happening now? The the child of God must be spirit-led at all times. Note that down. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. The the child of God must be spirit-led. And if you want to thrive in difficult times, that's something you've got to, uh, that's something you have to pay attention to. I have to be spirit led. I am spirit led. I'm a child of God, praise the name of the Lord. I am spirit led. I'm not sense ruled. I'm not sense governed. In, in difficult times, it's not time for logic in that sense. If, I'll tell you the truth. If all the logic in the world were good, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this mess. We wouldn't be in this mess, actually. Things will not be as bad as they were if the logic was working. Of course, it means somewhere, 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 somehow, somebody is not doing the right thing. So you don't approach difficult times based on your logic again. You've got to depend on the inward witness. And the inward witness, listen to this, might give you instructions that are contrary to what uh, obtains with everybody. Glory to God. It might give you an instruction. That runs contrary to what everybody would advise. Now the scripture says, the Lord appeared to him. Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I tell you. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with you and bless you. How can you say that God? There is famine. There is inflation. God's promise to you is to be with you. Oh boy, I'm telling you. This is amazing. This is amazing. You know, when you read the story of Joseph, one of the things that was constant about the life of Joseph, uh, let's go there quickly, praise God. Uh, Are you still here? Genesis 39. Go to Genesis 39. Let me show you something there. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, brought him from the Ishmaelites who were taking him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. So, he became successful. He became a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. I I don't understand this logic. This was a slave that was bought. And the Bible says, 
the Lord was with him. And he became a successful man. What the believer needs in the time of famine is that the Lord is with you. You would become something. You will absolutely become something. You see, many times people underestimate the presence of God with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many times people underestimate what it means when you say, God is with me. It it feels like, yeah, I know he's with me. See, if God is with you, the blessing is at work. You know, there is a phrase that the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. I've been confessing every day. The anointing of increase is at work in my life. It works even in difficult places and in difficult times. As the Lord began to put this message in my heart, he gave me that phrase and I've been declaring it. And boy, am I seeing increase. Yes, I am. Glory to God. The anointing of God. Can you say that? The anointing of God, the anointing of increase is upon my life and the anointing works in difficult places and at difficult times. So the Lord was with Joseph. How did Joseph end up? Tell me, tell me, how did Joseph end up? He ended up a prime minister. From a slave boy. No one can tell what you become if the Lord is with you. Nobody can tell where you end up if the Lord is with you. I mean, you'll end up in a good place, but how good, no one can tell. And, and let's go back to Genesis 26. Our time is going. It says, and, and, and it says, don't go down. I'm with you and I'll bless you. God does not leave people stranded. God does not leave people stranded. If God is with you, something will give way. The blessing will get a walk. Hey, child of God, can I tell you something tonight? Value the presence of God. Value the fact that you have a relationship with God. Value the fact that you've got the word of God. Value the fact that the presence of God is around you. Don't allow the devil put that depression on you. Don't allow the devil put that hopelessness on you. Don't allow the devil put the inflation figures on your mouth. That's not what you should talk about. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Not the inflation figures. This book of the Lord. The believer has a prescription of what should occupy his mind and his mouth. Oh, thank you, Lord. The believer has a prescription of what should occupy his mind and his mouth. I'll tell you something. If you say what the enemy says, you will go down. If you say what the statistics are saying, you will go down. If you say what the economy is saying, you will go down. You've got to discipline yourself and rise out of that hopelessness and declare that in the name of Jesus, my best days are here. If you, you know, The Bible says when you observe the cloud, you will not sow. And also if you observe the cloud, you will not reap. We don't observe the cloud. If we we forsake our God-given mercy, if we pay attention to lying vanities, they that observe lying vanities will forsake God's mercy. The mercy of God that can come to work in this time of your life will be forsaken if you pay attention to your feeling. If you pay attention to what's coming on your thoughts. You've got to stand up, take the word of God and say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what the word of God says. I believe it and that settles it. You put your body in subjection where that is concerned. You put your finances in subjection where that is concerned. You put your mind in subjection where that is concerned. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now he says, I'll be with you and bless you. 
For to you and to your descendant I will give all this land, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendant as the stars of heaven, and I will give your descendant all these lands. And by your descendant and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my command, my status, and my laws. So, uh, obedience brings results. And let me, let me say this. As you are obeying God, you're laying the right foundation for your children. Your obedience will set a pace and a course in their life. God referenced the relationship Abraham had with him as he was talking to Isaac. Verse 6, so Isaac lived in Gerah. Isaac obeyed. There was, remember, remember, there was still famine. Remember, there was nothing physical when God had spoken to him. There was nothing to show, oh, God has spoken to me that he was going to bless me. Now, because God has spoken to me that he's going to bless me. Okay, fine. I can see this right now. So, I'll stay. No, no, no. Faith is not moved by what is seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham, uh, Isaac lived in Gerar because God told him so. Because God told him so. Because God gave him the promise. The, the, what we bank on in difficult times is God's promise. Is God's word. What has God spoken to you? What has God said to you? What has God told you? What happened? Praise God. That's what we bank on. That's what we bank on. We don't bank on what's in our account. We don't bank on what the government is saying. In some of our nations, the government has failed. The government has no plan or no clue what's going on. So we cannot bank on what the government is saying. What do we bank on on the time of promise? The revealed spoken word of God. The revealed spoken word of God. God's word is how he created the earth. God's word is how he will recreate your world. To live in a world of abundance in the midst of famine, you've got to pay attention to the word of God and what God is speaking to you about. I told you, while I was meditating on this scripture, the phrase came up in my heart. The anointing of increase is upon my life. It works in difficult times and it works in difficult places. That's God's word to me. That's the promise of God to me. Now, Isaac lived in Gerah because God said so. Not because the signs were good. Not because things were better. Not even because the famine had passed away. The famine was still there, praise God. Things were still difficult, but now he has a word from God. One word from God will change your life forever. One word from God. Dear saints of God, dear church family, and all our friends that are tuned in from around the world, hold on to the word of God. Hold on to, that's all you have right now. That's the anchor for your soul. Hold on to God's word. Don't let your face get in the way of your life. Don't get your sights get in the way of your life. Don't let what you see and what you hear put fear in your heart. That's going to be the hook with which the enemy gets a hold of you. Listen to me. If God cannot take care of us in famine, come on. He can. Absolutely he can. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Now, he lived in Gerar. Now, let's go to verse 12. And I won't deal with this, right? Praise God. Let's go to verse 12. It says, Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Now, many times, pay attention to this, or people refer to this as the fact that Isaac gave offerings, but that's not what happened. It was an offering. Isaac planted. He sowed. That's faith. God told him, stay in the land. There was famine. The man took his ridges. If you go to verse 18, you see that Isaac dug the wells of water which had been dug in those days. What happened? The man went to farm. He put action to his faith. Let me tell you, these difficult times is when you need to start that business. This is when you need to engage the earth. If you really know you're going to prosper, you will do things that will create a channel by which God will bless you. It's not, about, it's not just about giving money. You should. I mean, you should sow in faith. But listen to this. What are you doing? People say, it's difficult to start a business now. I cannot start a business now. Then you don't believe that God is going to bless you now. You don't believe it. Because, because Isaac believed uh, what the Lord told him. He sowed in the land. He planted. He started something in the land. And that's what, what God prospered. And this is where a lot of believers get it right, get it wrong, sorry. They are waiting for the physical condition to change, then they will plant. No, you go planting and supernaturally the Lord will cause water to come in. You go planting, the Lord will cause supernaturally customers to come into your business. People will start calling you for jobs. This is not the time to retreat and say it's difficult to start a business now. I even think my business is going to collapse. People don't have money to buy things now. No, this is not the time. This is the time to plant in the land. Somebody say, I'm going to plant in the land. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, this is, I'm doing my own planting. I've never been a, been a while I did a Facebook broadcast or a special teaching broadcast like this. But why am I doing it? I'm planting. Oh, this is my work. My work is to preach the gospel, to put the word of God out there. So I'm looking for more ways to get the word of God out there. What am I doing? I'm planting. What are you doing? I mean, if you, belong, if you work in a company, give your best now. Become the best staff. Don't be hopeless and just like, you know what, the money is not even enough today. No, this is the time to plant. Work like a promotion is coming because it is. Go to your business delineate it like sales is coming because sales are coming. Put in that application. Put in that contract. Engage the land. Engage the land. Sow in the land. If you want to reap a hundredfold, you've got to plant seeds. You've got to put something on the earth for God to work with. You've got to put something on the earth for it to be supernatural. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, so Isaac became very wealthy and became successful. I want to share a few scriptures with you and then we'll pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 33, verse 19. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 33 and verse 19. This is God's promise to us. Take this word, believe it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I like it. Let's start reading from verse 18. Let me make a declaration right now. The remaining months of this year are going to be my best months so far. I'm going to experience increase. I'm going to experience supernatural blessing. The favor of God will be in my life. I'm ending this year like God has planned it. And how has God planned it? In abundance, in increase. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 33 and verse 18 to 19. Behold, 
The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. How many of you know the eyes of the Lord was on Isaac? Oh, God's eyes was on Isaac. Praise God. And on those who hope for his loving kindness. Are you hopeless or you're hoping for his loving kindness? Tell me, what are you hoping? Are you hopeless or you're hoping for his loving kindness? You know, Gloria Copeland used to say something. He says, where would you be in the next one year if you start believing the goodness of God? Where would you be if you start acting on the word? Where would you be if you start trusting God? Where would you be if you use your faith? Where would you be if that, you know, demon of depression come on your life and like David, you said, my soul, why are thou dankers? Hope thou in God. I'm telling you, in the last three days, I've seen miracles like never before when the Lord started calling me back to basis. And the Lord started saying, hey, son, you're looking at those figures too much. You're watching those, those, those videos, you know, those discouraging videos flying everywhere. So you're putting your eyes there. Take your eyes and attend to the word of life. That's where your prosperity comes from. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You know, you put the word in your eyes, you put the word in your mouth. You put it in your eyes, you put it in your mouth. You do that night and day and then you make your way prosperous. Glory to God. Let's read quickly. And it says, To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. That's God's promise. He says he'll keep us alive in famine. Can you take this word? Praise God. He will keep them alive in famine. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Last scripture. Psalm 65. Psalm 65. Thank you, Lord. And verse 11. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Psalm 65 verse 11. Oh, glory to the name of the Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's read from verse 9. You visit the earth and cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare their grain for thoughts. You prepare the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges. You soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You have crowned the year with your bounty and your parts drip with fatness. Now, that particular verse in some scripture says, even the hard parts way drip with fatness. And the pastures of the wilderness drip. And the hills get themselves to rejoicing. The meadows are clothed with flocks and the valleys are covered with greens. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Even the hard pathway shall be filled with abundance. I want to challenge you tonight. Would you believe in the goodness of God? Or you believe in the statistics that's been revealed? Would you believe in the kindness of God? Would you, would you dare to use your faith? Would you dare to trust God? For the supernatural. Just like when Peter toiled all night right in that same river, the Lord says, Cast your net on the right side. I, I, I want to challenge you. Would you trust God? Would you really trust God? Would you pay attention to your feelings, to the facts, or you pay attention to your faith? Is it about your feelings right now? Is it about the facts or your faith? You know what? I made up my mind. I am believing God's word. I am putting my faith on the line. I am trusting God. And in the midst of famine, I trust God's word. I trust God's direction. I trust the wisdom of God. I'll engage the earth. I'll preach more. I'll get the word out more. I'll do more broadcasts. I'll engage the earth. 
And I trust the Lord for increase. Thank you, Lord. So this month, the month of August, is our month of supernatural abundance and prosperity. Hallelujah. We believe God for it. We trust God for it. Our faith is on the line. Amen. Amen. I'd like to pray with you right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for everyone that's tuned into this broadcast. I pray, Father God, that the anointing of increase will work in their life. It will work even in the most difficult places and in the most hopeless of hopeless situations. I am asking in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will cause faith to rise in the heart of everyone that's listened to this broadcast and I impacted them the grace to just trust your word leave your word and believe the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you everyone that is tuned in online all our churches and my friends I can see all my friends from South Africa, Kenya and from all the other places that have tuned in. Thank you so much. We had the instruction of the Lord to, to do this um, special broadcast. I believe, I believe that if you pay attention to the things I've taught and apply them and get back to the basics of faith, you will see tremendous results. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. God bless you and have a supernatural prosperous month in the month of August. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.